So what do you guys do around here for Christmas these days? It's the same here as it's always been. Not just the usual. You know, the usual is not going to cut it. I need something more. It's all on me this year. Well, in that case, I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. Oh, this is serious. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted Christmas fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are doing a pair of follow-up movies to things that we have discussed in the past on our Christmas episodes, because recently we've had on HBO Max, A Christmas Story Christmas, which, is that what it is? Yeah, Christmas Story Christmas, which is the follow-on, basically in real time, from A Christmas Story. Yes. Given that there's a direct sequel, mm-hmm. A Christmas Story 2, which immediately follows the events of A Christmas Story, the original, and, and it's considered canon. Oh, is it? Yeah. There are eight of these movies. We've only seen what? two of them. Yeah. I, I, I want to get to that. Um, yeah. But then uh, also on there's Apple five TV. more of them we haven't seen? <laughs> Six. Holy crap. I haven't seen A Christmas Story 2. Have you? No, I have not. Yeah. I've, I've been Six. told it's not worth watching. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> Colin might have inside oh, info six. on it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, uh, on Apple TV Plus, there is also Spirited, which is a Christmas Carol-ish uh, in musical format. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about both of those briefly, because we have all watched them. Briefs. Yes. Uh, we did not watch them all together, but, you know, schedules being what they are at this time of year, you, know, you get what you, you get. So so we're sitting in my family room with both my dogs on the couch, and they're being quiet at the moment, which is nice. Yeah. Yay. Take what you can get. Yeah. Well, you know, some people have family coming into town, which which affects mm-hmm. schedules. Some people go away to New York, which affects schedules. Some yeah, people weirdos. <laughs> head to California, which affects schedules. Just, yeah, weirdos. Right. And some people just stay right here. Yes. Although technically, I'm going to Washington for Christmas Eve, so you know <laughs> what? That's, that, that's an that's a whole hour away. So yeah, not acceptable. Yeah. Right. So, uh, <laughs> which one do we want to talk about first? Because we don't need to talk about previous history with material, because right, know, we, we obviously have, have podcasts. Yes. For that. I think we should do the Christmas story. Christmas story, story Christmas? Christmas. Storied Christmas first. A story Christmas? A storied Christmas. <laughs> See how our previously published works. <laughs> right. So, Because Spirit is going to be more fun. <laughs> so so we, it'll be a more interesting conversation, I'm, I'm sure. Um, the, the Christmas Story Christmas, we just verified it because Colin was curious. Does this right. actually explicitly say that it's adapted from anything? And it says it's adapted from In God We Trust, All Our Pay Cash, which is what A Christmas Story is adapted from. Mm-hmm. Wait, a Christmas story. Christmas said it was adapted from. It does the same. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. It may be that they're just doing that out of respect for Gene Shepard's estate, you know, or Gene Shepard's um, legacy, hmm. because it's using all the same characters. Right. Well, and U.S. copyright will hold for a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's nothing in those. Thanks, Disney. Yeah. There, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing in that book that is adapted in, into this. Right. Only all the characters. Only the, just, yeah, characters. just the characters. And, right. and the setting. Yeah. And it's, so it's it's almost like there's an original version of A Christmas Story, or In God We Trust Always Pay Cash, that had like a Frankenstein-style framing narrative on it <laughs> that right. this movie is. Yes. Right. It's like, and you know, this is the situation that led up to me setting down all this stuff in print. Yeah, um, I mean, it does leverage the same narrative, leverages like the same... Uh, it's just little like future things that Ralphie has. The yeah, the, the little vignettes the fan- of, yeah. of uh, fantasy of vignettes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they literally has a vignette around them <laughs> yep. on, on the TV. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Elaine and I watched these both basically almost immediately as soon as they were out. Um, as soon as we started watching Christmas ah. movie, we, we watched both of these. So, what? so you know, it's Die Hard. What the heck? <laughs> we're, we're not a Die Hard family. Um, I told Ethan I wouldn't mind watching it. And he's like, oh, I, I might be up for that. So <laughs> maybe, but um, Elaine's not a big fan. So. 
sure. So, so yeah, I've, I've seen both of these twice. I watched both of them yesterday and had previously watched them. So what are we going to talk about, about a Christmas story Christmas? It's a redemption story. There's some redemption that happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Um, There's some child abuse. (laughs) (laughs) Some friend abuse. Some friend abuse. Um, Some alcohol abuse. Some breaking and entering. Yes. (laughs) Daughter-in-law abuse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I did think about Scrabble rules. Right. 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 (laughs) Well, I mean, that's, that's on the players to know the rules, right? The rules are right there in the box. Yes. I mean, I think they're on the box in the original Scrabble. Because there's not very many of them. Yeah. Would the rules be in the armoire? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> or the <I> wardrobe. <laughs> or the wardrobe. <laughs> you have one upstairs. We absolutely do not. <laughs> not in Indiana, we don't. Maybe no. in Chicago. Um, so uh, in, in terms of, if anybody hasn't watched this, the, the story is Ralphie is, you know, Ralph, Ralph Parker has taken a year off of work and he's trying to write to trying to write the great American novel he says which is of course science fiction which everybody knows the great American novel is always science fiction yes <laughs> right. um, and wins Pulitzer prizes we, we might agree with that but uh, in the 70s because this is set in 1973 right. um, science fiction was not quite mainstream I mean there, there was a lot of science fiction out there yes and it was past the golden age you know into the new wave and some of, some of that stuff but Right. You didn't see science fiction winning Pulitzers. <laughs> so No. I haven't looked and at the list. Pulitzer more like literature. Literature. Yeah, I was gonna say literature, literature. Journalism, things like that. Literature. Well yeah, there is there yeah, there's a category for journalism, I believe. Right. So Okay. Because you know that from Die Hard. Yep. Right? <laughs> from Die Hard 2, right? Try Pulitzer. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, at least I think it was Die Hard 2. When the when the whatever jerk ass guy is on the plane with Bonnie Bedelia. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> Trying to record his story from the bathroom before she yeah, zaps him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, now that is adapted, and and yes. at some point we should do Die Hard too. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think what we should do at some point when we need an interstitial episode is we need to talk about the difference between things that are science fiction and things that in a science fiction background. Oh yeah. Versus things that are Christmas versus mm-hmm. things that are set in a Christmas background. Yeah. Like all of Shane Black's movies, right? I was telling Ethan, I was like, we should watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's totally a Christmas movie because Michelle Monaghan dresses up as Santa Claus at some point and it's set during Christmas because like right. that, that's a thing that Shane Black likes to do. He likes to set his movies at Christmas time, like Iron Man 3. So uh, uh, yeah. The Last Boy Scout, um, Lethal Weapon. That was a cool movie too. And also so, that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't See, know all if these just... Christmas we haven't done yet. Gosh. Right, exactly. Um, anyhow, I was I was starting to talk about the plot. Um, so Ralph is getting ready for Christmas time and then finds out that his father's passed away. And, and of course, Darren McGavin passed away years ago. Right. And so we were never going to see him in this. I kind of hoped that we would see the original actress for the mom, but instead oh, yeah. she is recast by and played by Julie Haggerty from Airplane and What About Bob? Um, those are my two favorite places that I know her from. But yeah, so now Ralph has the responsibility of being the shepherd of Christmas that his dad always was. Because his mom really wants it and he doesn't want to disappoint her. Yeah. And he has no clue how to do any of it. Right. So I did like the, <laughs> at the beginning where he's, he's like, so, you know, I, I can't remember what, what exactly she said, but you know, I was looking for a sign. And then the, the, the next thing is the big booze sign <laughs> pointing to the bar. <laughs> Which happened to be Flick's bar. Happened his to be, his yeah. friend from growing up. Yes. Right. So this movie is definitely a nostalgia, nostalgia sequel, right? Where you, you get a lot of the original actors back. Mm-hmm. I, I suspect that the reason they didn't get the original actress for the mom back is that she is in her 80s and she may be retired. Um, where Julie Haggerty, I think, is only in her 60s. So 
they could they could make her look a little older than she was. Yeah. Um, but most of the other actors return, in, including Flick and Schwartz and Scott Farkas. Scott yes. Farkas. Um, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Ralphie's yeah. brother. Ralphie's brother is in briefly. Yep. Yep. Uh, Grover Dill is in there at some point too. Um, yeah. So. And it's about Christmas preparation. Well, and and it's about like how how do you make Christmas perfect? And you know he, I think he says to his mom at some point, Dad always made it look so easy. Yeah. Or maybe maybe it was his wife and and she said, you know, well just because he made it look easy doesn't mean it was. But yeah, he doesn't want to let anybody down, but he has no clue how to do things correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct correctly in quotes because right. it ends up. Right. <laughs> yeah. So all the things that happened, they went out. To go buy a Christmas tree. And his dad was a master Christmas tree negotiator. Right. As we learned on the, you know, when he had to change the tire in, in record speed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was going to negotiate for this tree and he, he was going to lowball him for $4 for the tree mm-hmm. for the worst tree in the entire lot. Well, for the, the biggest monster. tree in the lot. Yeah. It was the worst one because it was the tallest. It had to be right. 12 feet tall for most houses with eight foot ceilings. Right. <laughs> and he offers him $4 and so- the guy takes it. <laughs> yeah. Not understanding, well, you can still walk away. <laughs> you right. didn't have to pay. It's like, right. no, I changed my mind. No, it's a binding contract, Colin. Yes. <laughs> you don't understand Homan. <laughs> I guess not. Right. And uh, they ended up gouging the ceiling in the living room 12 or 15 times. Yep. It's just scratched all the pieces up there. But it was nice and steady. You know, you could, you could once once you got it straight, it was never going to move again. That was the only cat-proof tree in the world. Couldn't be knocked over. Braced on the top and right. the bottom. I, I have enjoyed watching the videos like cat versus Christmas tree. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, I mean, I know dogs can do terrible things to Christmas trees too. And what else happened? Oh, we, we should mention that Ralph is now working in Chicago. Yes. Um, he li- living in Chicago and is ex- ostensibly somewhat successful, though he doesn't seem to think that he's super successful. Um, you know, he has aspirations right. to be, you know, this internationally re- renowned author of science fiction, um, of science fiction, better than Asimov, right? Better and, than and McCaffrey. How, how many? Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, better than Clark. Clark. I think Clark was up there with him too, um, and Bradbury. Um, oh wait, no, no, it wasn't Bradbury. Was no, Bradbury. That, one, one of one of the. Uh, I think Flick says to him, "Hey, you know, it's Homan's own Ray Bradbury." Yeah. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't consider himself successful though, because because right. he wants to be an author, and I don't know. He's probably just a workaday schlub, I suppose. But the the thing is, like. He and his family have squirreled away enough money for him to take a year off work and them still to be able to have a budget for Christmas after that year is almost over. Although, you know, getting milk was a problem. I don't think that meant he couldn't afford it. He just forgot to do it because he, he he's a distractible guy. Right. Yeah, that could be too. <laughs> because at several times during during the movie, right, he's supposed to be writing his dad's obituary. He's supposed to be doing other right. things. And what he does is he goes and keeps writing on his 2,000 page tome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. By that point, he was actually writing the sequel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's like three books in there at least. I know the book may seem like it doesn't have an ending, but it's all explained in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm working on. Right? And the publisher's like, good Lord. <laughs> There's more. <laughs> Yeah. So he's been turned down by 33 publishers at this point, and he's waiting for publisher 34. He clearly, well, he's probably fired several literary agents who are like, I can't sell this. (laughs) But he also maybe should have been looking for a science fiction publishing place to do it. Right. I think he wanted a Chicago publisher. Probably, yeah. And there would have been science fiction publishers in Chicago at that time. Mm -hmm. There wouldn't have been or would have? There would have. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's that's a lot of money to save up. Mm -hmm. Um, So... In Chicago, in Chicago. In Chicago. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so that that's why I can't square the circle of him not being successful. I'm like, well, you must have been doing pretty well to be able to save that much money. Right. Um, He's just not doing what he wants to do. Yeah, that's really it. So he goes, he, he ends up going back to Holman, which I always thought was Holman, but it's H-O-H. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and, until, uh, until I saw the paper. I was like, oh, all right. 
Yeah. One one thing that really bothered me was the carolers thing it was very random. That um, <laughs> they're terrorized by carolers because at the end of the original movie, that the mom and dad are sitting in the living room and there's carolers outside and they like it. So I, maybe she had some bad experience with carolers in the inter- intervening years. I mean, it has been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty years. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, those were really bad carolers. There were no harmonies. At, at least I mean, we had some carolers who said that they were from the Hill High Choir, and there was no evidence of them being from the Hill High Choir in the execution of the song. Oh. <laughs> we gave them some money and they went away. But, uh, I mean, the, the bass section was very poor. <laughs> they, were, they were singing on different cheap music or something. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, yeah. Like, you know, I can carry a tune if I can hear someone else singing that tune. If right. I start singing the tune a cappella, mm. you might get many different interpretations right. of the original song. <laughs> like like Tim saying, hey, Dad, that was a cool harmony part you were singing. It's like, I was trying for the melody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. I mean, what, 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 did, did you like A Christmas Story Christmas? I did. It made me laugh, laugh several times. Uh, Ralphie is still Ralphie even 30 years later. Mm-hmm. He has his little, you know, dream episodes and yep. he dreams about revenge, he dreams about success, he dreams about protecting his family and, you know, successes and failures there and mm-hmm. um if you ever th- looked at a Christmas story and thought about it from a kid's perspective, if you're a father, I think you'll enjoy this movie in a completely different way with the same characters. Yeah. I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit of I mean, it's not quite the same time frame as 8-bit Christmas. Right, that's a that's ten years later, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it had had a similar feel to it in some ways, where it wasn't really focused so much on the kids. It was still the dad in this one, though. Right. Um, what about you? Christmas Story, Christmas. Yeah, I liked it. Didn't love it, but I liked it. Was that their, your only time watching it? Yep. Yesterday, first yeah. time. Okay. Yeah, only time. Yeah. I, I after watching it the first time, I, I thought uh, that's just that's very forgettable. Like like mm-hmm. it's not not really worth re- rewatching. I enjoyed it more on the second watch, and I think. I was I was talking to Ethan about this, and I, I said, I think the first time I was holding the new movie up against the old one and that amazing Gene Shepard narration, right? Which, it's it's one of those good ca- cases of it's a character of, in itself, right? And Peter Billingsley is, is a wonderful actor, I'm sure, and, and everything, but, you know, his narration is not Gene Shepard's narration. Right. And I was, I was kind of expecting Gene Shepard's narration again. Yeah, yeah. And you get a little <laughs> tiny <laughs> taste of it at the very but, end. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, I think I think I was being a little unfair to it the first time. Where then watching it the second time, yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I enjoy that. And Ethan said he really enjoyed it. Um, he he said, you know, I I didn't expect to be emotionally invested at all. But like when the presents were all from the grandpa, he's like, I, I got a little misty. So I thought, you know, that was that was that was a nice moment. So um, I I felt it was a little predictable. Like like I thought, okay, we're gonna have Scott Farkas and he's gonna actually be a good dude. Oh um, yeah. no, I had yeah. no no clue. <laughs> okay. I thought for sure he was gonna haul him out some place and beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Didn't expect him to draw him up. Yeah. No, it's a Scott Farkas redemption story. Although yeah. his kids are still hellions. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apple. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the that reasons why. Four, <laughs> so you know, that that snowmobile got destroyed by the stump. Yeah. That's Scott's. <laughs> oh yeah. And so you know, it's like, oh, oh yeah. I got the guy who's in charge of that They're problem. Screwed. <laughs> Let's go and deal with this. Yeah. There, one one new side character was Larry something. I can't remember what his name was. The the first oh, guy right. who who got called at the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> so his his friend Flick Flick, thank you, owns a bar. And in the bar, there's a phone. And if the phone rings, and the guy says, <laughs> Flick picks up and goes, "Hi, Flick's bar. Who are you looking for? I'm looking for Larry." And then he puts down the phone. Larry is Larry in the bar? And this hush falls across the bar, and everyone's looking at one another. And then the camera tells you without a single, without anyone saying a word. 
who Larry is because yeah. he's the guy that isn't looking side to side, but he's like shaking in his beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Flick picks up the phone and goes, "Sorry, Larry's not here." Yeah. <laughs> I, and I was I was thinking at some point. Why have a phone in the bar? But then I thought, if you don't have a phone in the bar, then somebody just comes down to see if Larry's there. Yes. And then he's really in trouble. Right. Then you lose his business. True. Actually, that's a good point. And they, then they wouldn't be able to risk it. Uh, and of course, we still have Schwartz as well. Uh, With the who's, huge who's, tab. Who's running up a huge tab at the bar, <laughs> be, being kind of a jerk friend to his friend. Right. You know. Of course, th- th- then we end up with a, a recapitulation of the double dog, triple dog, dare you. Yes. Right. Uh, to uh, ride the ramp. He just skipped right straight <laughs> yeah. to triple line. Mm-hmm. A bit of a breach of etiquette. <laughs> yeah, Schwartz starts shooting off his mouth and Flick says, if you'll ride the, what was it called? The ramp. The ramp. Yeah. I'll, forg- yeah. I'll forgive your bar tab. Now his bar tab has got to be an inch and a half, two inches thick. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. And the ramp is this gigantic metal tube. It's like an adult slide of doom. Right. right. And it says like abandoned military installation yeah. or something. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, which he definitely broke his neck. Um, <laughs> he landed on snow. It yeah. was, he was fine. Yeah. When I was a kid, I, I, I wonder if I've talked about this on a Christmas episode before talking about the snow. They put in um, a bypass between two parts of town called the Minnesota Bypass. It was Minnesota Road. Right? In Alaska. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Minnesota Freeway, they called it, which is funny, where funny. you could do 55 to get from, from, you know, the east side of town to the west side of town. And um, they, they got to the point where they had built like the the ramps essentially like to to bridge across the two sides of the creek and then abandoned it for the winter and so then here there's these building sized <laughs> hills of gravel and dirt and stuff that then get covered with snow so they became the Minnesota sledding hill oh um, and and just immediately like like 3 weeks it was, it was covered with with snow in it by you know a couple of weeks down the line it was just mobbed with kids, um, and and yeah, and we we at some point built a huge ramp at the bottom of it um, so that we could do jumps on our sl- on our sleds, oh. <laughs> and did it with like a big runner sled. It came to pieces because they're not meant to <laughs> be landed on with that much force. No. But then we started doing like the plastic toboggan sleds, riding them like surfboards. Like oh, proto snowboarding, upright, <laughs> yeah, uprighting, up, upright, and then you go off the ramp, and then you try and land gracefully, which hopefully there's enough snow to pad your landing. But um, right, some, we we got on the local news actually. Um, wow, yeah, yeah. They, they, at some point they were like doing the live weather report from there, and we were watching it on TV later, and we're like, "Hey, that's Kevin." <laughs> awesome. I guess it wasn't a live weather report if uh, we could see ourselves later, but right, it was a thing that was running behind the uh, near the, real time, showing the temperatures. Yeah, yeah. So. He survives that, clears his tab, and we're all good. Yes. There's quite a bit of uh, conspicuous alcohol drinking <laughs> in this because the, the mom and the and the grandma both yeah. tie one on at the at the mall right. while our, Ralphie is getting all the presents at Higby's. Yes, and he gets them all on budget. Mm-hmm. Comes back and he goes, oh, I don't remember the sequence, but he wanted to show them that he hadn't any money left over. So he tears the envelope mm-hmm. and shows that both halves are empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and the entire bar goes crazy, or not bar, it's a lounge or lounge, something. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you go crazy. Yeah, like woo, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and of course, the, you know, the mom couldn't help with the shopping because she had sprained her right. ankle because she's she thinks ankle. she's Dorothy Hamill, but she's really <laughs> oh, uh, Nancy Kerrigan after Jeff Galuli got to her. <laughs> yeah, it's like me playing disc golf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how are you on ice skates? I think I've ice skated twice. I uh, like, like I've said many times, my my school had my grade school had two rinks. 
Yeah. Outdoor, outdoor rinks. We had had the one with the That's boards cool. around it for playing broom hockey or hockey, and uh, the the one for the, the okay, other kids. Eh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Eh? yeah. <laughs> Practically should, born on skates. Very uncomfortable for the mother. Yeah. So <laughs> we should also point out at this point that um, the son had his arm broken because he was at the hill. And after right <laughs> after Schwartz goes down the ramp, everyone else is just going down Everybody the regular hill. Down yeah. Well, he, yeah. he misses somebody and drives into a car and breaks his arm. Right. And I think before that no, point, he hit Larry. <laughs> he hit Larry. Larry. Did, Larry did a great job of protecting dodging everybody and protecting his beer without spilling it until the sun came along and wham. <laughs> <laughs> He's not Parker proof. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and the daughter was hit in the eye. Full force by an adult throwing a well-packed snowball. Yes. <laughs> that adult happened to be his dad, her dad. Yes. So she has to wear a pirate eye patch the whole right. time. And so, yeah, then they end up at the hospital and they pull up to the hospital and go in and the trunk pops open. And I guess they have package thieves in Homan. Yep. Who hang out at the hospital parking lot. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Yeah, that would totally suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So they tell the kids they're going to focus more on gratitude this year. <laughs> so Christmas is going to suck. <laughs> yes, yes. The whole Christmas, uh, freezer full of, or fridge full of casseroles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy that. This one looks like it has tuna and olives. Are those olives? I think that's a blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> this one has mayonnaise. It's served warm. Yeah. <laughs> Cooked mayonnaise, yeah. huh? Although yeah. Kathy makes some pretty cool uh, killer uh, artichoke dip that has a little bit of mayonnaise in it. Mm-hmm. That's acceptable. That, that seems like an appropriate spot for mayonnaise yeah. to be in. Yeah. Did anybody look up the egg fix for the radiator to see if that's a real thing or not? No, I did not. Is oh, that? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Well, you think if it was hot enough, yeah, the proteins would congeal. Yeah. And fix a plug br- briefly, right? Yeah. I think that's got to be what it's trying to do, right? Egg in radiator. <laughs> As Bryce says, "Don't do this. You'll shoot your eye out." <laughs> Okay, can an egg really help plug a radiator leak? Car talk. The egg works when it works exactly as you describe. You do have to crack it open. You pour the contents into the radiator. As the egg cooks and partially solidifies, it's pushed toward the leak, where it might, if you're lucky, lodge in a small hole and plug it up. So, the Midwest omelet, he said. Midwest omelet. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd never seen that before. No, no, that was wild. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yes, and Ralphie, instead of wanting a new furnace, wants a new radiator for a... For the car. 67 Plymouth or whatever right. it was. Yeah, their car. Yeah. Um, it probably tells you something more about their finances, that they have to continue to drive a car with a busted radiator. So they've got groceries covered, but not emergency expenses. That does make sense, right? If, if, you're, if you've budgeted for a year of being off work, you're going to try to limit the incidental expenses. And you could potentially right. have a big hospital bill that says, Ralphie, your year off has just been ended. Yeah. And- Presumably, he can go back to whatever job he had before. I, I don't know. Did he take a sabbatical right. or is he just, <laughs> I don't know. don't know. Your long sabbatical would be pretty nice. It would. It's good work <laughs> if you can get it. But he, it's not like he was getting paid. Well, so. yeah. Touche. No. I, I, the other thing I like that they brought back were the Bumpus Hounds. The Bumpus yes. Hounds. There's this. Bumpus <laughs> Ralphie's family still, his mom and dad still live next to the Bumpuses. Mm-hmm. And they're still dumbest dumps yeah <laughs> well and and we actually have the speaking role for a, one of the bumpuses right yeah we had a uh, bumpus kid delbert yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he swallows it right the yeah. worst part. i was expecting him to you know spit on uh, their their yes. snowman yeah um, yeah give the snowman a runny nose i've never seen that that move before <laughs> oh he's not mean he's just stupid yeah there's a difference yeah but you know he comes in clutch due to a little bit of emotional blackmail um 
to, right. to produce the radiator from their you pick it lot, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you pull it. The Bumpuses pick We're it. We're a you, you, <laughs> you pull lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. I have your puppy. Do you want it I back? Mean, yeah. <laughs> My neighborhood had one of those houses too, where they have several, you know, cars in various states of working. So, you know, Ralph is eventually struck by inspiration to just write about what he loved about his father. Right. And, and that, that becomes the first of presumably many stories that are eventually turned into a Christmas story. Right. And that's where the adaptation sort of, quote, adaptation part comes from. Yeah. So as the movie comes to a close, huh. Christmas is saved by his dad, who had all these Christmas presents right. he had bought before he passed away. Yeah. And didn't and, tell anybody, so they double bought everything. Right. Well, <laughs> that's what I thought was interesting. <laughs> the, the, the other gifts that they were showing, like uh-huh. you know, like oh look, a reusable coloring mat and kazoos. Right. Sure. It's like yeah, they were bargain basement shopping. For well, sure. they had bought the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, you know, and yeah, so they would have had two Easy Bake Ovens, two sleds, like two of the yeah. expensive things, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't so think like, too hard about it, it's still a sweet moment. Right. But yeah. he's like, you think, Dad, you could have picked up the phone and said, "Hey, I'd like to buy your kids <laughs> Christmas presents." <laughs> well, and then and Ralphie got the radiator, mm-hmm. so then I have to pay somebody to put it in, or have one of the Bumpuses do it. I'm sure they could do it. Yeah. Right. Um, Ralphie might be capable. You know. His his dad let him help cha- help him change a tire once. Yeah, and that went really well. <laughs> and he knows how to make a Midwestern omelet. Yes, yeah. but yeah, the, the thing that pays off Ralphie's story, the, the the one that's been going all the way through there, as he's being rejected by publishers and dreaming about publishers and the Pulitzer and all these other things, he gets a phone call saying that um, the newspaper loved the the obituary. He wrote about his dad so much, they put it on the front page. Yeah. Um, which is amazing well, in and of itself. Fair to say it wasn't really an obituary at this point. Right. No, no, it wasn't a little paragraph. He'd written a <laughs> right. know, multi-paragraph, maybe yeah. multi-page story. I want to say yeah. multi-page and his, and his wife slipped it to the newspaper. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they want to hire him to write stories. So he's not going to be a science right. fiction writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to go into newspapers. And he's going to be syndicated. Syndicated, yeah. And so that's that, there's probably in the syndicated. 70s some decent money in doing that. Um, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, Dave Barry seemed to do pretty well for a good long yep. time, and that was much later than the 70s. Yep, and Landers. Yeah, because, you know, papers will be around forever. Right. <laughs> what, what, what a, you know, a steady job security kind of job. You know, it, but, but, but he, he's, he's probably in his 40s, 30s maybe. I guess I guess his kids are pretty young, so he's probably in his 30s. Yeah. By the time the newspapers go belly up, he'll be retired. So. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's kind of fun. So, let's talk about how much people liked or disliked it. So there's there's Seth like yeah like James like I liked it I, I liked it too so the next level of like is would you watch it again and Seth you watched it three times twice 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 yeah. James maybe next year maybe next year <laughs> so yeah th- this is a, a question right and and we, we've been talking about Elaine and I were talking about this about the the tier list of Christmas movies, right? Exactly. Because you have, everybody has their own, like, obviously James right. has Die Hard on the list. We watch that every year, right? It's um, number one every year. Yeah. Followed for, by Christmas Vacation. <laughs> okay. So I want, I want your list. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Right. Um, so that's your, your number one list, the ones you watch every year. Die Hard, Christmas Vacation. Die Hard, Christmas Vacation, Muppet Christmas Girl. Uh, what are some other ones? Spirited now, yes. Okay, ah, so ah, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. Yeah, um, and then Scott Christmas Carol is that every year though? Yeah. Okay, because That's then then there's <laughs> like for us there's there's a number of movies that we watch some Christmases, but not right. every Christmas. You know, they're they're yeah. they're ones that we have the DVDs of, or you know, we have on a streaming service. Someplace. I don't think we watched Die Hard two last Christmas. Slacker. Mm. Yeah. 
But whereas your your you watch every year at Christmas what what movies? Oh, all the Rankin and Bass. Okay, Polar Express. The Year Without a Christmas. Year Without a Christmas. Frosty the Snowman. Oh, that's not that that's um, that's not Rankin Bass, is it? No, that's um, Anna. I can't remember what that is. Yeah, Polar Express. Um, Patrick Stewart's A Christmas Carol from mm-hmm. TNT. Tim uh, Tim said White Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah. Yes, very big at the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Ours generally is White Christmas. Almost always it's a wonderful life, but not it would I think Elaine would like to watch it every year. We just don't always get to it. Yeah. Uh George has got Christmas Carol and we like to watch while you're sleeping as well. Hmm. So by the way, while you're sleeping while you're is sleeping. on sleeping. That sounds creepy. You haven't seen that movie? No. Oh, Crumpus, that's another one you like. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> While you're sleeping, which which service was it on? I can't I can't remember. I think it was on Disney Plus. Oh, so if you have Disney okay. Plus, you, sh- you should totally watch it. It's very funny. Um, it's very very sweet. It's a, it's a rom com. So yeah, th- those are our like top tier ones. And then we have a bunch of other ones that were like you know it's fun to watch Robbie Robbie the Reindeer and Hooves of Fire, which I had suggested that we do as an adaptation of or Rudolph. continuation of Rudolph. Right. But we'd have to find the original Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer stuff from but, Montgomery Ward yeah, in 1918. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, there's the second level of stuff. And so that's the question, right? Will a Christmas story Christmas, is it going to be a top tier, you know, watch it every year kind of thing for you is something you'd rewatch sometimes if the mood strikes. So at my house, a Christmas story is not well loved by all members of the family. Okay. Uh, so same here. probably not. Yeah. Although I, I would like Kathy to watch this one with me and the boys, mm-hmm. because it's a slightly different experience than the original one. Mm. There's a little less, um, so. you know, husband-wife drama. Yeah. And, you know, oh, fragile. Yes. <laughs> um, well, you made that sound sexy, Colin. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> and this one, the wife's, the, the wife's uh, ankle is fragile. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, we do generally watch A Christmas Story. Uh, we, we watch it most years, yeah. but not every year. Um, no. Elaine's not. Yeah. See, I, I, Ethan, Ethan doesn't really like it either. So. I feel like A Christmas Story has more staying power than Christmas Story Christmas does. Would I guess? Um, I I yeah. think that's probably fair. I, I don't I don't see it becoming the enduring classic that a Christmas mm-hmm. story has been. Yeah, it depends on how it's handled. Like, it's yeah. a wonderful life. Never would have become um, if it hadn't fallen into the public domain. If it hadn't fallen into yeah. the public domain, you could broadcast it for free. Right, right. and yeah, I mean that is the, in the age of streaming. Right, that's a question of if here is the thing that's combined to HBO Max. How is it ever going to go viral in that way? It can't. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Chris, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. That's another one. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas. It, yes. it can go viral in, in the way that, that that HBO Warner wants it to go, where everybody is like, well, I guess I got to get HBO Max to watch that. Right. I think it was last year, or it, it was whenever the Apple service launched, and they got the rights to Peanuts. And like, I think they're going to start charging for it. And there was a huge uproar, because everybody wanted to watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. And so then Apple made it free to watch Charlie Brown Christmas. Last oh, year, smart. last year, yeah, not this year, right? But they would only allow it to be shown on PBS, yeah, because that way you can't charge ad revenue, right? <laughs> Which is huh. frankly s- stupid. Yeah. I-, I signed that petition and I follow that, and I I have continued to write letters to Apple telling them too. how disappointed I am mm-hmm. that there's a like difference a between move.org <laughs> petition or something. Yeah, yeah, it was something like yeah, Emily yeah. and I did it too. Yeah. So it works. Yeah. Hmm. It works. Mm-hmm. It can work. Not yeah. it's not a guarantee. I haven't seen right. that one in ages. That would be fun to watch again. Oh, yeah, I know a guy with a DVD. Well, I've got. I've got Disney Plus. You got so. the Apple? 
Oh, I thought it was, it was Apple. Oh, it's Apple. Okay, Apple. yeah, we got yeah. that. Yeah. Of course, yeah. they've also started developing their own series with it, so it's not like they're just grabbing it and holding mm-hmm. on to it. Yeah. There's an entire space-based Snoopy series they've done in conjunction with NASA, which yeah, is yeah. pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty neat. All right. Uh, yeah, there's there's Snoopy all over NASA. <laughs> I have to admit, we went longer on A Christmas Story Christmas than I thought we were going to. Um, I, so that's so. why I was asking about how yes. much people like yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's really, this is really a pretty good movie, and yeah. it, it yeah. might stand the test of time. Who knows? It might. Yeah. yeah. Let's check back in 20 years on episode... Right. You know, 450. <laughs> 150. We're just going to start going to one a year. One a year. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, um, you know, that, that that's a fun movie. And uh, speaking of Apple TV, we were just talking about it, Spirited. Nice. This I knew was going to be a hard sell because as soon as I saw the trailer for it, I, I, I knew that, oh, Elf is another one we usually watch. Right. And, and right. I've, oh, yeah, I've yeah, asked yeah, Colin about it. He's like, true. no, can't do it. Yeah. Dude, like... Will Ferrell's too much of a spaz um, and, and not a big fan of Will Ferrell in general. Right. Yeah. I mean... Let me be clear. I'm not a fan of the roles I have seen him play. Every single role I don't like. And some of that's scripting. Some of that is his performance. I know that he's really popular. It's just, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. In fact, who was I talking to yesterday? Me. I think it was. No, no, no. It was... (laughs) Me? (laughs) Uh, It was a friend of mine from college. She said that she she does not re- she has not read any of the Harry Potter books because she read the first one and said this lady is a horrible writer. Oh, wow. She really enjoys the movies, so the plotting is good, but there's something about the way she writes, and she feels the same way about Dickens. Huh. And she told a story about in high school how she was telling people, "Oh yeah, I don't like Dickens. I don't like Dickens." Well, they were given some random short story, and they were not told the author of it. And she went in when the thing was due and said, I had a really hard time writing this because mm-hmm. I think the writer's just awful. And the teacher said, oh, well, that was Dickens. So at least you're, you're consistent. Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you, right? Like, I, I think of most Will Ferrell movies that I've seen, I'm like, I didn't really like that. And the part I didn't really like was the Will Ferrell part. Um, like, like, The Other Guys is a right. movie that I know a lot of people like. And I'm like. That movie's garbage. I just hated it. And I hated I hated him. I hated the way yeah. he gaslighted his wife and pretended Eva Mendez wasn't good looking. Will Ferrell did that? Yes. In in, in that movie, huh. like he, he keeps oh. he keeps down talking his wife um okay. about about how, you know, she's just a you know, a fat old maid kind of thing and, and Ouch. Mark Wahlberg Will, is like, No, she's super hot. I don't know what you're talking about. Will Ferrell is not married to Eva Mendez in real life. His character right. Yes gaslights. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh and yeah, and that, and then like Ricky Bobby, Anchorman. I mean, I've I've had some laughs at some of those movies, but then like the Eurovision movie, I'm like, that movie would have been a hundred percent better with literally anybody else but Will Ferrell in it. <laughs> and it won a Hugo. No, it got nominated. It got, yeah, um, it's ridiculous. But but yeah, so I knew that Colin wasn't a huge fan of Will Ferrell's body of work, and uh, and not really that attached to Ryan Reynolds either, I suppose. No, um, where like we we really enjoyed Welcome to Wrexham, um, and and I I just find Ryan Reynolds charming, and so I thought, okay, this this should be interesting. <laughs> um, so we didn't get to watch this one together. I had watched it with Elaine previously. Emily and James had watched yep. it. Um, did you watch it again? Yeah, we watched it last night. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you texted us at some point during the movie, and I'm curious. At, <laughs> let, me read, let me read the text, which I assumed was about a, a, a football game or something that was going badly. <laughs> wait, wait. L- let me ask the question. <laughs> what? Because I had the same question, I think. <laughs> okay. This is awful. Is conceding an option? <laughs> what, what's your question? I'm curious. At what point did you want to concede in the movie? 20 minutes. 20 so minutes. So what, what was happening? I don't even remember. remember. Okay. <laughs> When you finished the movie, so twenty minutes in, you're you're through the cold open with <laughs> with Rose Byrne. You're through the the real authentic right. trees number, the introduction of Ryan Reynolds, there. yeah, as the as the new Mark, hmm. maybe. 
Maybe you haven't gotten that far yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you finish the movie? So yeah. did oh. it ever turn around for you? <laughs> Turning around would indicate a change in feeling about it? Yes. What if it intensified? <laughs> well, well it, it would be a no, right? No. It didn't turn around. It so, did not turn around. So, so you, did, you did not come around to liking the movie at all? <laughs> no. Now, to be clear, our family, all of our family, we really enjoy Broadway. Mm-hmm. We just came back from a trip to New York where we watched three Broadway musicals, mm-hmm. a Colbert taping, right? and uh, some people went to the New York Philharmonic. Yeah. So that was the point of going to New York, yeah. to do all those things, which you can't do anywhere else. Yeah. So to hear this was a musical, I mean, I was a little, little excited. I was a little, a little hopeful. Yeah. And as a, as, as a musical number, as a semi-live theatrical production, I mm-hmm. thought it did really, really well. Okay. But I don't care for the characters and I don't care for the plot. Okay. And <laughs> It, it suffers from the same problem that a lot of popularizations of musicals do, where you try to put a, a known actor into it, mm. and that actor is missing some essential skill. And there's only three. Right. You can't act, you can't act, excuse me, you can't act, you can't dance, or you can't sing. That's the Lena Lamont problem from Singing in the Rain. <laughs> yeah. So um, these guys, they, they can move. And they can act. They act fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't sing particularly great. And yet you are not horrible. Jackman. Now, Hugh, Hugh Jackman has done a number of musicals, Well, and yeah, it, yeah. the failures in the musicals have been analyzed very, very thoroughly. Right. Yeah. But, uh, okay. He's on Broadway. So so you're saying it's right. most mostly the singing part that turned you off, of those characters, anyway. Uh, I mean, they have to carry a lot of it, so so I, I right. get it. No, no. I mean, like I said, they weren't great singers. Mm-hmm. They were okay singers, maybe. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to sell this, you don't put name actors into it. You mm-hmm. put great performers that can do all three of those things because sure. it's a musical. If this is just a showcase for Will Ferrell and Ryle Reynolds, then you're okay. Sure. And they had the ability right. to pull great talent because they have Patrick Page playing Marley's Ghost. Right. Right. Now, but Patrick- he's a no name to me, right? I, yeah, he's only been on one of the most you yeah. know popular musicals in Broadway for <laughs> sure. Hades Town, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, for 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 a non, I mean, I enjoy a musical live um, or on a, in a movie, but I don't I don't seek them out most of the time. Yeah, um, it's not something that makes me go, oh yeah, a musical, I want to do it. I didn't even know this one was a musical when I first sent out the trailer. I hadn't watched it yet. Really? Oh, um, I saw the trailer, knew oh, it was a musical. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we knew better. Um, That's why I only want, wanted but, to watch uh, it. I think. But yeah, I mean, I I I kind of I understand that that thinking right and I, that's my thinking in animated films i'm like i've never gone to a movie because chris evans was playing the main character oh um you know my favorite characters in a lot of the animated movies are played by a no-name actor because because i'm not going oh that's cliff clavin from cheers oh um, sure. you yeah. know it's it's the the mr ray from finding nemo he's like one of the producers um doing that doing that voice and it's it's more memorable than something done by a major name in in Hollywood. I think that's one of the major problems in Hollywood animated films is that they they're like, "Oh, we got to get Tom Hanks to play that character." Not that Woody isn't an awesome character. He is, but you don't always have to do that, right? At, yeah. And and similarly here, right? You could have if you cast somebody other than Will Ferrell, I to be fair, right. I love the movie. Oh. But I think it would be better with literally anybody else but Will Ferrell in it. <laughs> well, and I think it could be. I think there's a potential to make it really, really good mm-hmm. with. Okay, so I talked about you know casting someone else other than named actors, right? Yeah, right. Uh, you can make two other changes. One is cut it down to ninety minutes and get rid of all the B plots. Stick with your main plot mm-hmm. and make it about redeeming the Mark, the Perp. Hmm. So oh. I don't care about. I don't care about the ghost of of present. Having a love story. I don't oh. care. No. Not no. needed. 
disagree, but <laughs> I, I, I don't care about several other things. Get rid of all of it. Okay. Okay. And the, the second change, what was the second change? Uh, the second change is actually try to make it canonical. <laughs> and, and, and so then maybe this is the time to go There's this, a right? super easy <laughs> fix to make it canonical, but yes. it, it doesn't work in, in what the movie is going for. Right. right. But if you make it truly canonical and you throw away most of the B plots, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore about the unredeemable be because unredeemable movie. is past <laughs> plot or presence plot. It's right. not this guy's. Mm-hmm. He can be redeemed. Sure. Sure. I, I mean, I, I, I understand that. And that's a, is a well-reasoned argument that I disagree with, but I understand. Sure. So, um, because I really liked the B plot. I liked, I liked the fact that, so the movie is sort of, is very meta. Right. Because it literally, somebody says, you know, this whole thing's a musical yes. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the nice things about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's cute and engaging in several places. Yeah. I laughed a few times. It, the yeah. rest of the time I'm like, wow. Yeah. It, it subverts <laughs> the musical tropes in a lot of places because I was, I was telling Colin before you arrived that uh, I wanted to keep count of how many times somebody, somebody's song got interrupted. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, there's the one part which which I thought was really funny. Will, Will Ferrell starts to sing, and Marlo's like, okay, fine, you can do it as long as you don't sing. <laughs> and, and he stops. But there's there's a deleted, not a deleted scene, but an extra thing on, on Apple TV that you can watch to hear that song. <laughs> because they, they did do it. Um, they just Yeah, it's in, the, it's in the credits. Or after credits, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. It's in the after yeah, credits as well. In the after credits, um, yeah. You can find it as a standalone. Which I rewatched like twice last night. It was awesome. Yeah. I like that number. Um, <laughs> and yeah, then, the, the, you know, Marley comes in and does his, his awesome thing. And I didn't know about, about who he was, about who the guy who played Marley was. All I knew was like, wow, that's some awesome bass singing, you know, in there. Yeah. When some of his higher singing, I didn't think sounded very good. It sounded auto-tuned. And there was, there was definitely a few points where I'm like, maybe if you got a better grade of singer, you don't have to do the auto-tune. But it's the thing people do now in like the, the live ac- action Disney stuff. They they just are not content with it sounding like real people singing anymore. And that's yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's Russell Crowe singing and then there's auto-tuned <laughs> Emma Watson, right? The, the, <laughs> I understand you want to make it sound better than Russell Crowe, but well, you, you, auto-tune. You, yeah. Yeah. You can't even really <laughs> compare it to Russell Crowe and Les Mis if that's what you're talking about. Right. Because of the the way they chose to record that. Oh, you can still go back and process that and auto-tune it. Yeah. But he just doesn't have a good voice. There's a difference between hitting the notes and having good vo- vocals, right? You have good voice, good vocals, and somewhere in there, there's a good performance. Right. But um, but yeah, there are people who can, like Charles from uh, MASH, right? I can play the notes, but I don't have the gift. Oh. And th- there are plenty of people who can sing the notes, but don't have a really pleasant singing voice. Um, like Lena Lamont and like <laughs> me in the rain. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, um, can he hit the notes? Um, but uh, I mean, we haven't talked about what the actual movie is about, and we should probably do that. Well, that's because, um, the, uh, yeah, Colin was like, "What's it about?" One other one other mischaracterization <laughs> yeah. I have is I read a lot of the critiques of this movie. Mm. Oh, okay. And if you're a critic and you're listening to this. You should do your job. <laughs> if you don't really understand the plot of A Christmas Carol, don't write about it. <laughs> because for the people, for those of us who do read, you make yourself look like an idiot. This is not a retelling of A Christmas Carol because no, the no. characters from The Christmas Carol are in this in the future from where the movie took, the, the original story right. took place. Yeah. So this is a sequel at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, I would say it's more of a subversion. I think they completely subverted a Christmas Carol. I I I I kind of agree, and and the musical genre yeah. in general because of the interruptions. Yeah, of the it's songs a critique and kind of on stuff. a bunch of different things. But that yeah. happens in musicals. That's not it, a subversion of the genre. No, no, no. It's it's just a commentary on it. 
really. Um, but, right. you know, it does subvert it in a way, right? Because one of the things in A Christmas Carol is you find out that Marley is has been condemned to to wander the world, you know, to go to many places and, and you know, mm-hmm. tell people about their ways. Right. This movie tells about how he does that, but it's not nearly the suffering that you think he's experiencing in the original <laughs> right. story. That's not what happens to Marley. Yeah. Marley is condemned to suffer and wander the earth and not tell people. He is given the right to go talk to Scrooge. Okay. One person, right. one time. So he can see things one that he, he could have shared but can't. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I want to backtrack a little bit because I want to know what Colin read on this critic. <laughs> oh, people were saying that it was a retelling of, of A Christmas Carol. I'm like, how in the world really? can you retell it when and they the were characters- cr- critiquing it based on that? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah that's uh, dumb. Yeah, and the general <laughs> overwhelming critique. So, you know, Rotten Tomatoes does this hmm. great job of doing that. Oh, sorry, wrong device. I was just curious. Because <laughs> that was a brilliant delivery, by the way. <laughs> yeah, although it adds little to the long tradition of Dickens adaptations. It's not a Dickens adaptation, it's a sequel. Spirit is so generally overstuffed that it's easy to at least intermittently enjoy. Interesting. So it's it's okay. got a little bit of edit for everything. And because of that, none of it's very good. Hmm. Which is why I think it should be a yeah. Take it, recut it, <laughs> ninety minutes long. Throw out the B plot. Throw out all this other crap. He can die at the end. Who cares? Because he's still redeemed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Colin loves a good redemption story, right? And I do. and and I enjoy one of the things things I like about this is redemption doesn't always look like somebody just turning around and being a good person from there on. It means you know, like right. like they say, right? Try and do a little a little better every day. Right, um, and I really enjoy that that musical number. Actually, I enjoy a lot of the musical numbers a lot. Yeah, um, I thought I thought the music was really good. I thought the choreography was great. I love yeah. there's the, the there's the one um, yeah. you know the Am I Unredeemable song where it's mm-hmm. in the dark. It's all in the dark, and there's all the flashlights. I thought it was really yeah. cool. Um, just just really fun choreography. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not a student of musicals, but I know musicals that I enjoy. Um, so um, yeah, Ryan Reynolds not an amazing singer, but I I did love that. Uh, real natural trees, real authentic trees number because it's oh, so yeah. cynical. Um, the the the, the I, I mean, obviously, it's a cynical thing he's doing, right? He's right. he's producing outrage for fun and profit, right? And and we learn this that this goes back a long time with with him, right? We learn through kind of his attempt at a redemption arc where they're they're taking him through they're taking him through the paces, trying to take him to these scenes that will make him you know, realize why he's such a bad person. And at some point he's like, I, I get it now, you know, and he pretends to get choked up and then laughs. And he's like, come on, <laughs> you know, I, I do this for a living. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the one place that it sort of gets through to him is when he finds out the results. And this is the dark part of the movie. Um, the results are, he has had his executive vice president look, dig up dirt on his niece's competition for student body president, Right you know, basically gives her the ammunition to destroy him. And in one of the, you know, Christmas yet to come, he gets shown the result of that. And by the way, I did enjoy the Tracy Morgan, you know, hey, can I do more than just point? <laughs> you know, Welcome to the bone zone, right? <laughs> You've been Christmas Carol, bitch. Um, sorry. Um, that, that was something that was also strongly objected to from the older members of the Kusky family. Really? Yeah, you you didn't like the silliness of that, or no? Just the general level of swearing through the movie. Okay, this, this is this is something that I kind of I, I enjoyed, but I I could understand. Well, one one of my problems is here you have Will Ferrell kind of being this Scrooge who doesn't know about indoor plumbing, but he's pretty adept at the swears. Yeah, so right. um, <laughs> come on, you butt crack, you know. <laughs> um, well, uh, butt cracks have been around for a long time. It's, it's, it's probably true. recognized. It's true. Yes. 
Come um, on, once but, a month, sure, man. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it being. I mean, you know, Scrooge is another is a similar thing, right? It's it's quite crass in, right. in many places. Um, I don't really care for Scrooge, but I enjoyed this. But anyhow, sorry, the the kid gets canceled and evidently kills himself. Yep. Yeah. Um, and and that that was a dark place to go. And I really enjoyed that that acting bit from Ryan Reynolds, where where he's like. I mean, this doesn't have to happen, though, right? You know, and that, like, it's right. the one one kind of vulnerable moment, and I I enjoyed that. But deciding that you don't want a kid to be canceled and end up killing himself is not, you know, doesn't mean redemption, right? It means no. one. Right. That, that's one good decision that you didn't. You weren't. You weren't like he said. One dick move. I took back one dick move. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do, you know, everything that you want me I to didn't do. Change. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's a little cynical, right? That people can't change. On the other hand, he makes a good point about the is mankind getting any man kinder? Um. You know, how much how much effect are you really having? Depends on your metric. It does. <laughs> yeah. It's written that way so it, you can be cynical about it. Yeah. Yeah. But that uh, real authentic trees, whatever, bring it back Christmas, you know, framing yeah. it all as a culture war <laughs> is amazing. Um, so th- that is a great nod back to the music man. Yes, very right. much. Harold Hill needs a way to get everyone's attention. And the way you do it is you point at someone else's problem and say that right. I've got the cure the for it. Is the and it's, it's a boy's band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and I love that uh, Will Ferrell says, you know, he's like the perfect combination of Mussolini and Seacrest. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, so, I <laughs> like the, oh, you found something good, didn't you? Didn't you? You can you can tell from the self-loathing look. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he knows he's a bad person. Um, and so, you know, I kind of did enjoy the way that all worked out with, with him not really changing, but he, you know, he had a bro, right? And it's right. a little sad. Right, that you had a bro yeah. at the end of your life, but this is a, this is a, the second movie where Will Ferrell walks out in front of a bus. Spoilers for you think he's Stranger than Fiction? Uh. No, Stranger than Fiction. Um, <laughs> it's a major <laughs> plot point. Um, so yeah, you know, in the strongest sense, Ryan Reynolds did not stop the the death of that boy. No, and in fact, Kimberly did right, um, yeah. where she told her, "Don't do that." Um, and we haven't talked about Octavia Spencer, and you don't you don't really care for that plot line, um, but I enjoyed her, and I, I like the fact you know you don't often see someone like her as the love interest, and so I kind of applaud the film for you know a person of size um, getting to be the the object of someone's desire. It's it's not the kind of thing that you always see, and so I like it, even if that it's it's a little. I don't know, like she can see him for pot reasons. Right. Because. <laughs> yes. Because why? Because that's right here in the plot, right here in the script. Yeah. yeah. You can um, see him. plots. <laughs> yeah. Of course, she can make a mean chocolate pie. <laughs> yes. You may not want to eat it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she may be a little underused here, although I enjoy her um, The View From Here song. I, I, I like that as well. And, I, you know, one thing I like in a musical is when there is a theme that comes out and then is, is revisited at and other places, right? Mm-hmm. Hamilton does it, Lemez does it. It's a it's a musical thing, right? Where you you have a musical right. note that you keep coming back to. Um, if Tim were here, there's actually a name for those kinds of themes. Motif. A, a motif. Yeah, yes. There we go. I'm, I'm like, wait. I, I was in choir and in musicals and stuff. I know, I know this. I know this stuff. <laughs> um, so, you know, Ryan Reynolds' sister has died, and played by Ted Lasso's wife um, from Ted Lasso. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then. He completely stepped out of the out of the path of of having to have responsibility and taking care of his niece and passed it on to his brother, who right. has a good heart but maybe a bit of a loser. Yeah, uh, I did. I, I liked when when like they were visiting his past, and they're in the mall or something. Is is that a Sephora? There's no Sephora there. He's like, yeah, no, we have a marketing deal with them, <laughs> which does not make any sense at no. all. Um, but but I did enjoy it. Oh, this so, makes it funny. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. The, the fourth wall breaking. 
right. where it was good. And I, I love the scene changes where they were like, you know, can we yes. please replay C2, you know, you know C, what was CPM, it? Yeah. C, CPM 240. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know we've done it already, but do it again. Trust yeah. me. When they like roll in the set. Yes. That was really, yeah. really cool. And and they even, they, I mean, the movie's meta enough that it's like, you know, hey, people work really hard on these transitions. Right. <laughs> Especially when, when like they do the one where they're at the party. At the Christmas party, and then they go zip, zipping around the city, and they're back at the party. It's like we were just here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although you realize that whole thing takes it from being anywhere near science fiction with time travel into fantasy. Yeah, yeah it's a simulation. Is is what it is. Simulation mm. of simulation. Yeah, I mean, they even say it's a simulation at some point, right? It's not. It's not real memories. Right. Like they're they're reconstructing scenes, right? So so in that sense, no, it's it's science fiction. Totally. Totally. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we we had a little bit of recording snafu. We we've had a series of those. Um, not lately. Um, no. Yeah. But uh, although we know we had to record or die twice. That that's that's on me, guys. We're not new to it. I th- I think <laughs> we talked about the the B plot stuff that you you weren't a big fan of of the exploration of Will Ferrell's or of Scrooge's past, right? Yeah. Um, and I felt like it was completely understandable with the character um, of Ryan Reynolds trying to deflect. Right, mm-hmm. trying trying to move things off of him because that's his that's what he does. Right, he he's like, no, don't put the spotlight here, put it here, and he keeps trying to turn it back on onto Scrooge, and that's where you get him going back to his time, and you find out that he he died three weeks later. Right, and this is a major departure from the book, and I don't right. remember if we talked about this before. <laughs> we'll find out when you listen <laughs> yeah. to the plot yes. uh, listen to it and edit it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so you, you you had said that you enjoyed Will Ferrell as Scrooge for. 80 seconds that he played it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he growled. He looked horrible. He was all squinty eyed like he normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in costume, I thought he was very grouchy. I'd love to see him try and play Scrooge. Okay. But then, then you get down to the accent where you thought his accent wasn't that yeah, good. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really work for me. Um, but that's fine. Accents it's usually fine. don't work for you. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's the ones where I don't realize that it's somebody doing an accent where then when it really works. When it works. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, the person I would really like to see be Scrooge from that movie, mm-hmm. Patrick Page. Oh yeah, I mean, Ooh, yeah, he would work. Yeah, he'd, sure. he'd be fantastic. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't love Scrooge, but I did love the Good Afternoon thing. You didn't like it because of the, you know, essentially <laughs> inventing swear words. Yeah, inventing swear words. I okay, that that is something where somebody's gonna have to do research. Was Good Afternoon really? Uh, I mean, it is. Uh, it's a way of it's f off, right? Right. It's Good Afternoon. You know, you, you do you do see that used that way in period fiction, yeah. where um, this is ended. We're yeah, not day, talking Good day anymore. to you, sir. Yes, bless that, your heart. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's a similar kind of thing. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's real or not, but uh, but I enjoyed that that number and in the some of the behind the scenes stuff. You you see the choreographer talking about how uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds really really got into the choreography and trying to do as much of it as they could um, and they even comment on oh, I, I missed something back there and I wonder if that was scripted or if it was you know if they were just still rolling and it was fine sometimes you catch those I went to the music man and this is inside mm-hmm. you can feel free to cut there's a scene where uh, Harold is enticing Marion to go to the bridge and in the play that we just watched she shoves him. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a little push away. It's like, you're getting too close. You're, mm-hmm. you're drawing close and I'm not comfortable. Well, apparently she really leaned into it mm-hmm. or, or Hugh Jackman stumbled. He mm-hmm. comes back like 15 feet mm-hmm. and she's aghast at what almost happened. Mm-hmm. And so she puts her hands up in front of her face and she cannot speak. Mm-hmm. So Hugh Jackman does the thing that you do in live production. Which the show is, must go on. He covers. Yeah. He does a little, oh, here's what we're doing. So yep. a little step, a little, little, little dance, a <laughs> yeah, yeah. little move, a little like this, trying to give her time to recover so that she can then yeah. proceed and go on with it. And, mm-hmm. 
Well, it's even like uh, the live Christmas story thing that we did a few years ago, where um, uh, I can never remember her name, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Right. Where, where she says, you know, you put that perky back in the oven. <laughs> and, and, and Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, who played the, the dad there, you know, rolls with it and is like, ha ha ha, poke the perky, poke the perky. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so the covers for it. Right. Live production. It's but, a it's a thing you gotta witness. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> I, I wrote down one other one other thing. So eventually Scrooge takes his retirement, right? And so he's back on Earth right. and has right. a, has a second chance. And he's staying up all night watching TV while Clint, Ryan Reynolds, is getting the rest of his yet to come and all that kind of stuff. And he says, I think I might have moderate to severe Crohn's disease <laughs> because he's he's been up watching TV all night. Right. Um, I thought that was extremely distasteful. Why is that? Because Crohn's disease is not a joke you make. It's it's a joke about the way television pharmaceuticals are advertised. Because because right. the the only reason he would think he had that is because he's been watching, watching television. That. And there's an infomercial, yeah. or or you know one of those things. Talk to your doctor about this, which is right. this very cynical. <laughs> you know, hey, how can we get more people to buy our drug? Uh, well, we Whether you need it or not. TV. Whether you need it or not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I mean, I can understand that, right? There, there there's certain things that like like I have a ne- nephew with ulcerative colitis. No laughing matter. No. And so, so you know, in the in the epilogue, you find out that uh, Scrooge has now married Kimberly, and they have, they have some kids, and he's still struggling with his <laughs> anger sometimes while putting together <laughs> playground equipment, which right. is understandable. <laughs> totally. Um, one of my shoulders is still not right from from something I did to it, putting together the play structure in the backyard. Wow. Um, so I so I've always said uh, I have a heart of stone, right? I, I I don't get choked up super easily at, at stuff. As I've gotten older, it's definitely gotten easier to 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 get under the armor, and music really does it. Um, like like when we went to the Portland Youth Philharmonic uh-huh. um, to when when Tim was was playing there, just just like them tuning up, just the the sound of musician or of of instruments well played, like the strings going. You know, I was just like, whoa, that's awesome, and oh, and that kind of thing really gets me. And I noticed it getting me during the kind of the reprise or reprise uh, they say it in the reprise. movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> of, of the uh, the view from here when when and and this is something I know that didn't work for you the the, the kind of date between Kimberly and Scrooge, um, mm-hmm. and they they reprise that song reprise it whatever, um, <laughs> primer primer whatever <laughs> let's call the whole thing off, um, <laughs> and and there, there there's a moment when when there's just a bunch of do do do's you know in it and and I just love the way it was done and I was watching it last night and I'm like why am I getting choked up and there's not even any words, <laughs> um, it's just the music of it that that I really like so. Was yeah, I know. I mean, music can move you, and and you know, if the rest of the movie isn't working for you, the music isn't going to do it either. Um, although you said you said that like some of the music was well done, some mm-hmm. of the choreography was was good. It's just you didn't love the characters or or some of the structure. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought it was amusing when when. Wow, I just punched the microphone. Um, Are you mad at me? I thought was, I don't like your movie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Good. <laughs> I thought it was funny. A couple of places you get to see the new that statues um, where, where it shows. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, when he pauses him and yeah. smacks him. Yeah. <laughs> he pays that back later, too. Yeah. Um, it's a little cognitive reset. Well, sometimes you just need to give him a little bit of a slap. Um, not women, just, just for the record. I'm not Sean Connery. <laughs> Um, the statues, Seth. The statues, oh, yes. It, sh- it shows right, when, at the very beginning. It shows the redemption of uh, 
Karen. Ro- Rose Byrne, right. And her name is Karen, and she's Karen. literally yeah. a Karen. Um, <laughs> and it shows her statue, uh, you know, coming into their little memorial room. Right. And at some point when, when they're in that room and it pans across, you see that one of the other people is like Queen Elizabeth or Queen Victoria. I can't remember which, which one it was. Uh, and Dolly Parton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what did Dolly ever do? <laughs> they must have gotten her early. They must have gotten her early. And then yeah. look at the huge impact she's had since then. You I know. know. She's got mm-hmm. the, the Dolly's Library and mm-hmm. Dolly Land and yeah. all of her movies. And have a Holly Dolly Christmas. And- um, I haven't watched it yet, but it's oh. on Netflix. So <laughs> there's there's some things we talked about today that I'm sure are are gone now. We have yeah. slid down from our giant toilet of food. Um, <laughs> at at some point, uh, what <laughs> Scrooge is told, look back to the script. You got to go back on script, and so he does the oh, whole right. "Come here and know me better, man." You know, yes. and he's sitting on the cornucopia and stuff, and you know, he's like, "What? I already know who you are. What, what are we even doing here?" And he's like. You know, like, once you, I'm getting out of here. You stay up there on your giant toilet of food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so when the kid's story goes viral, you, you know, when 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 he gets canceled, right? Um, there's a bunch of the alert sounds that happen there. Apple mm-hmm. alert sounds. And we we call them the doodle doops um, because <laughs> because <laughs> you you make that sound. Um, I will play the sound here for for the listening audience. <laughs> It freaks Ender out, and it plays one after another in this massive cascade. Right, and he, he, he crawled up all the way behind couch. me on the couch. Oh, um, poor guy! So, because we'll oh. say it sometimes when he starts barking at the at nothing, you know, and okay. he'll be like, "Can you doodle doop him?" I'm like, "Sure." I'll, I, I found a website that has nice those sounds you oh. can tap on because um, I don't have an I don't have an Apple phone. But uh, James, any, any other any further uh, spirited discussions? Emily liked it. Yeah, Emily liked it. I liked it. Good, good M rating. Very high M rating, probably higher than story Christmas story story. story Christmas. So, so one one story Christmas. One little nod that I enjoyed as well is when when they're at the Christmas party right after Scrooge has come back to life. Mm-hmm. There's a guy dressed as basically Buddy the Elf. Yeah, <laughs> and Scrooge tells him, "You look you look stupid." Look stupid. <laughs> In his way too tight suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Short short cuffs. <laughs> it's like, God, that's just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, Judy Dench. In the Scrooge yeah, scene. Yeah, <laughs> nice Judy Dench cameo. Yeah, evidently she's dead i guess uh, i don't know how they get her in there in into the simulations maybe, maybe if it's a simulation she's an she's a right. npc anyway so i guess <laughs> so uh anyhow, we can we can we can wrap it up we don't have to rank them because uh, i mean right. i guess we could but, rank? Um, well, it's, it's not I fair to rank one, anyway. <laughs> one franchise against another <laughs> no um, yeah uh you know let us i think we're wrapped here yep. yeah yes. because we, we don't good. need to rank them um let us know, you know, what 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 do you think of these movies, you know, these brand new movies? Do they make it onto your top tier of Christmas movies? Do they slide into a different place or do they slide away never to be heard from again? So, yeah. Other than that, uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy. Uh, the, the movie makes itself more uh, more inclusive at the end, right? Because oh. Ryan Reynolds gets to. Sun's down. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, is it the first day of Hanukkah? Yep. Oh, nice. Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, the, the the movie makes it so that Ryan Reynolds kind of right. goes into the organization and starts expanding it, right? For uh, Ghost of Ramadan oh, right. Past, Ramadan Past, yeah. <laughs> uh, probably get Diwali in there, that was um, you know. Uh, Hanukkah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Anywho, may the road rise up to meet you, and may your the book always fall open to where you left off. All right. Bye, everybody. Ciao.